0: On this episode of This is Game Boy Light, you can be anything you want to be. Hello, everyone, welcome to another Light episode, episode 38 to be exact. I am E Blooded Candy. And before we doll ourselves up and get into this this uh, episode's game, just a little bit of what I have been up to. Uh, recently, Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC, The Wrath of Druids, uh, has recently come out. And I spent about 20, ou- <laughs> oh God, 20 hours uh, 100%ing that DLC. Uh, pretty interesting DLC. If you're into druidic and Irish lore... You would really enjoy the DLC, Um, but for the most part, a lot of it revolved around, hey, this guy's trying to kill me, you need to kill him, and it's like, okay. Uh, But it it had some tie-ins with with the druidic uh, religion, lore, whatever you want to call it. Uh, You get to kill uh, uh, Balor, you get to do a lot of interesting things, and they do have some throwbacks to some old historical references of, like, St. Patrick and whatnot. Um, So, interesting DLC, nonetheless, but it took me about 20 hours to 100% it. Um, World of Warcraft, Burning Crusade Classic is in pre-patch right now, so when this episode releases, uh, Burning Crusade Classic will be in full force, and that is where my life will go for the next while. Uh, Burning Crusade is hands down my most favorite expansion for World of Warcraft. Uh, It is very well known of that. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Uh, 15, 16 years ago, I mained a uh, Blood Elf Warlock through uh, Burning Crusade. This time around, I will be either maining a Gnome Warlock or I will be maining a Night Elf Druid. Undecided right now. Um, Some games we've played, I don't know if I've expressed these in an earlier episode or not, but just to go over them quick, Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle 1, pretty cool game, fairly short honestly, I thought it'd be a lot longer, Fortified Zone, hell of a good game, but tough, Ikari no Yasa 2, or Fortified Zone 2, an even better sequel for Fortified Zone, in my opinion Fortified Zone 2 is the better of the two games, uh, but again, a very hard game as well. Very unforgiving. Uh, the new Pokemon Snap. I didn't do all 200 however many Pokemon there are. But I did get my fair my fair share of them and beat the game. Uh, pretty cool game. Pretty fun. Uh, and then Bucky O'Hare on the NES. I did a Let's Play of that. And I am pr- currently in the process of learning the speedrun for Bucky O'Hare. I'm at about like a 45 minute time right now. Uh, so, we're, we're getting the time down a bit. It's a, it's a very tough speedrun, but it's a very satisfying speedrun. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and the, bi- the bigger of them all uh, is game development. So, a lot of you know that I have been uh, learning how to create a game uh, in Game Boy Studio. Uh, more specifically, Game Boy Studio 2 Beta 5. Uh, right now they're in the works of Game Boy Studio 3, which is in alpha right now. Um, we now have a working game title, and let's give you all a quick update on everything. So the game is called Joy, uh, not after any person or anything, won't give too much away about the story, but uh, the game is called Joy, and it takes a lot of gameplay elements from Lisa the RPG, if you've ever played that. There is no jumping in the game at all, so you don't get to jump onto platforms. You have to climb up ladders or walk up steps or climb up ropes to uh, traverse the platforms. Uh, There is random encounters that come into an Earthbound-style RPG element, uh, where the combat is fairly basic. Uh, You're going to have a couple different options. You're going to have your basic attack. You'll have a special attack. you have a heal, which is taking joy. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, then you could run away. Uh, there's no XP involved at all, um, and your health regenerates after each and every fight. And in this game, health isn't health per se, but your health bar is actually called your, your mental state. So, this game takes a really deep dive into mental illness, um, for those of you that don't know, I I I struggle with mental illness quite a bit. And what better than to make a game that kinda articulates kind of like what goes through a normal thinking process and like dreams and everything else of like a person that, you know, suffers this. Like give it a visual, give it a give it an avenue for people to see and witness it and give exposure to something that uh many, many, many people in this world suffer from. So uh, it's an it's a interesting game going forward. I'm, I'm hoping it's interesting in a way. Uh, the story is dark, kind of not super happy. Um, joy in this game is uh, kind of like a health potion. Uh, joy is considered a quote-unquote antidepressant. Uh, so whenever you take a joy, you regain some of your, your mental health your mental psyche for the fight uh so there are random encounters as you go into the quote unquote dream worlds um and then there was a there will be a boss after each and every world Um, this game will offer an alternate ending as well too um where if you do something special in the game you unlock the true final ending of the game uh, and you get to see what all that is. And then we'll have various cameos in the game as well. Um, just to give you a, a name of a couple of them. Uh, Mula is going to be... I've, I've created Mula as an NPC into the game. Grana Hero and his fiance Emily. Uh, Legs and her wife, Petra, will be in the game. One of my very close IRL friends, uh, Darkwater, will be in the game. And True Shade, one of my first and closest uh, friends I met online of speedrunning will be in the game, so... uh, A few cameos coming into there, so keep an eye out on those. Uh, As for game development progress, I have three friendly character NPCs left to create. Storyboard is mostly created. Dialogues still needs to be kind of written out. Uh, Level design and implementation still needs to be finished up. And... Enemy in NPC- peace enemy sprites need to be created, but the combat system is now done. Uh, so we're 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 getting we're getting ready for a near demo. Um the first the first round of demos to see what people think of it, see if it's too hard, too easy, etc. Uh and there is gonna be save functionality in the game, so if for some reason you need to turn it off and go do something else, you can come right back to the game and continue playing where you left off. Uh, if you do happen to die during a boss fight, you are respawned at the last place that you saved. So we have all of that implemented as well. Uh, the way the game works is that it's a stage driven game, right? It's not your typical, your atypical RPG where you traverse through a big world and go from point A to point B to point C to point whatever. It's a. You kinda you kinda live in the same town over and over and over again. Like you never leave town per se. But when you go into when you go to sleep, you you gain access to basically what I call the actual game. And you get to choose which stages you want to do. You can do them in any order that you possibly want. Uh it's a kind of a free for all on what you want to do. And each stage is um themed after various types of dreams that a person with deep anxiety and paranoia and depression would typically have so uh, like I like I, I've always told people this and like this game is not meant to be happy. it's more so meant to explore, expose, and generate awareness for uh mental health so. Uh, but I am working on a happier game as well too, uh, especially when Game Boy Studio 3 comes out. So it's not all all sadness. But I am also working on a game that involves the ni- the, the nine circles of hell. So that's another thing to look forward to. Um, we have a lot of lot of game stuff in 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 the pipeline right now that I want to get through. But I need to get through joy first before we continue the other two projects. Um, so yeah. So today's episode is a fun one. Uh, none of the none of the this is Game Boy crew knew what I was going to do for this light. That's including me. I had no idea what game or accessory or whatever I was going to cover for this light episode. So it was a pretty pleasant surprise when I was scrolling through my uh, Game Boy uh, backlog list. And I was like, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "I'm like, I feel like we've done this episode." Went through the entire episode list that we've done for this is Game Boy. I'm like. We have never touched this game huh so uh so yeah when i come back i'm gonna we'll hop in the uh 1957 chevy pink convertible and take a ride down memory lane stay tuned Welcome back everybody um so yeah the game if you didn't get it from the pink convertible uh is barbie game girl uh developed by imagineering and published by high tech engineering this game was produced by billy pigeon uh and if you don't know who billy pigeon is he's done such games as uh itching or he's been a producer of Itchy and Scratchy miniature golf mortal kombat 2 stargate Crusty Super Fun House, Bart's Nightmare, uh, Bart Meets Radioactive Man, Spider-Man X-Men, Arcade's Revenge, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, he was part of the Black Team, um, Big Bird's Hide and Seek, uh, Dragonheart, and Dragonheart Fire and Steel, Iron Man X-O, Metal War, Metal, Heavy Metal, he's been a part of a lot of different uh, 90s games, like, fairly popular 90s games. Um... He's also one of the designers for Space Jam as well, the game. So, um, Designed by Alex, Alex DeMeo. And Alex DeMeo has done such things for design as Turn and Burn No Fly Zone, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, Mousetrap Hotel, Barbie, Bart Simpson's Escape from Camp Deadly, Home Alone, David Cranes A Boy and His Blob, Ghostbusters Two, Double Dragon, nineteen eighty eight. He was the director, and for programming and engineering, pretty much all of those games as well. Uh, and also designed by Henry C. Will the Fourth. And Henry C. Will the Fourth has done Goofy's hysterical history tour, Star Trek: The Next Generation, Toys, Home Alone Two, Barbie, Bart vs. Space Mutant, Smurf Rescue Gar- Gargamel's Castle. Agomania, Mousetrap, and Word Zapper. Uh, so these people have done a lot of stuff previous to Barbie Game Girl, and then programmers Henry C. Will the Fourth, whom we just cover, Chris Will, who I can't find a damn thing on, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Tack Tac Lau, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, he's done things as Casper, Ren and Stimpy, the Ren and Stimpy Show, Buckaroo. Uh, the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, Star Trek the Next Generation. Um, and Red and Stimpy show Space Cadet Adventures. And then also the other programmer is Mark Beardsley. Now, Mark Beardsley uh is more so known for Um Star Trek the Next Generation, F1 World Grand Prix. Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, but some of his newest game was Battlezone in 2006. And if you don't know what Battlezone was, Battlezone was a PSP game uh, that came out as you were a, you were a you were a tank. You were, you were a pilot, piloting a hover tank, and you fought against people in an arena. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, and then the composer for all of this. Is Mark Van Heck or Heek? Um, Mark is a is a pretty old school individual, um, American composer, nonetheless, uh, and he attended University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee, and uh, he did he used the Atari 1040ST running Doctor TKCS, to simulate sound generators for the NES uh and output midi files and things like that. He did this for the Game Boy and the NES uh um music music composition whom used, who he actually used a sound driver developed by Alex DiMeo. Uh and he also did a lot of Super Nintendo music as well too. But you'll you'll know his tunes such as Ghostbusters 2, Heavy Shredding for the NES, uh Bart vs Space Beatons on NES uh, Super Scrabble on Game Boy, Home Alone on Game Boy, Barbie for the NES, uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes on NES, um, Barbie Game Girl, obviously, for Game Boy, Mousetrap Hotel for the Game Boy, uh, Goofy's Historical History Tour, and Etc, cetera, et cetera, His newest, the the last game he has in his discography is Casper for the Super Nintendo in 1996, and he does have an unreleased uh Uh, OST for Penn & Teller's Smoke & Mirrors for the Sega CD. Um, Yeah. But as you can tell, a lot of these people really worked close together because all these games have a lot of overlap. Artists. There's one big one in this one we'll get to in a second, but one of them is Mike Sullivan. So Mike Sullivan is attributed for... Simpsons Escape from Camp Deadly, Turn and Burn F-14 Dogfight, uh, Bartman Meets Radioactive Man, Ren and Sippy Space Cadet, Excuse Me, Mousetrap Hotel, Tom and Jerry, RC Grand Prix, Double Dragon 1988, Ghostbusters 2, Akari Warriors. Like these, these guys have worked on some pretty major titles in their past, but not as major as this next artist. The artist... Known for Barbie Game Girl is none other than Glenn Schofield. And if you don't know who Glenn Schofield is, Glenn Schofield is the creator and executive producer to Dead Space. Yeah, that Glenn Schofield. Um... So pretty interesting tidbit there that a person that would release one of in my opinion the best survival horror games to date, Dead Space 1 and Dead Space 2 and unfortunately Dead Space 3 um would would be one of the main artists for Barbie game girl. So really interesting, kind of kind of cool. I mean, obviously, um, Glenn Schofield is also known for his Call of Duty stuff, uh, Gex, Blood Omen, um, Home Improvement, Power Tool Pursuit, uh, Goofy's Historical History Tour, Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, uh, Adventures of Galaxy Rangers, uh, From Russia with Love, Ren and Stimpy's Buckaroo. So you can see, like these, these. Uh, these individuals, this team, has worked a lot of games together throughout the years. And uh, uh, Glenn Schofield, from what I can see, is is still the most active out of them all, uh, creating Call of Duty World War II in 2017. Um, So yeah, and, and Barbie Game Girl was released in 1992 uh, in America, Europe, and Australia. So... Now that we got all of that out of the way, (laughs) there's a lot to go through for that. We can go over the plot of Barbie Game Girl. And yes, there is a plot. Tonight's the night. Dear Diary, I'm so excited. Ken and I are going out for dinner and dancing at the fabulous Skyline Terrace restaurant. (laughs) Let's see. I'll need new shoes, a pearl necklace, and of course a new evening gown. Look out, shopping mall. Here I come. Alright. Uh, it's Barbie's big date weekend, and she needs our help to put together a totally awesome new outfit. Start by meeting Barbie at the entrance to the Dream Mall, and then shop your way through seven different spectacular stores, each filled with fun, mystery, and adventure. Plus, lots of really cool surprises. You'll encounter a variety of clever boguses along the way so be prepared to use your charms when you have to when you have to and keep an eye out for any stars gems flowers and fashion ups you might need to complete your quest help barbie find the shoes necklace and gown she needs for tonight's date and it's off to the skylight terrace restaurant with ken that is the plot of barbie's game girl so let's get into the actual gameplay of the game so pretty basic game your your d-pad uh barbie typically goes left and right uh you can press down to crouch and press down to swim down in mermaid form press up to swim up in mermaid form uh pressing a makes barbie jump and if you tap repeatedly it makes her swim faster pressing b throws a gem or the coin at an obstacle or a bogus is what the the manual calls it Start pauses and you press in select is only useful if you game over, which you can choose whether to continue or end the game. The game itself is pretty slow paced. Uh, Barbie doesn't have much of a horizontal jump until she gets a power up, uh, but she does float like she's on the moon when she does jump. Uh, her controls are very floaty. There is no run, it's a pretty steady walk pace uh, through most of the game. Corner clipping on platforms can either save your life. Or just ruin your day. You'll either die or you'll live. It's a 50-50. Luck is in the air on that one. Uh, The gem and coin that you throw in... Or the gem, rather, that you throw in human form... Is literally Barbie spiking it on the ground like a football. And it bounces off the floor. And you gotta hope that it hits something. When you're in mermaid form, it arches over things. Like in Friday the 13th, when you try and throw a rock or something... It arches over the zombie. It's pretty useless. Uh, The coin itself, when you throw it, it shoots out straight forward from you, which is exactly how everything should have been from the get-go. Like I said, there are power-ups throughout the game, but they're pretty much worthless, and they're super, super out of the way. Uh, Barbie can can become what I call the Mall Walker, which lets her jump a little bit better, Uh, or Barbie can become what I call the Speed Walker, which makes her super fast and really invulnerable, Uh, but she only has it for a very short time. Once you've completed a level... You're presented with like a, a screen, uh, a screen for scoring, which the scores don't mean anything at all. You don't get any one ups from them, period. There's just a score because that's what you did back in the day. But then you're also presented with a card matching game, and if you match all of the cards together, you get a you get a one up. Um, yeah, apparently just something to add in between the game to make it longer. Uh, during the matching game does give you points, but like I said, points are worthless, but once you complete a full matching game screen, you, you do get a 1-up. Uh, so yeah, let's dive into the Barbie stages. So, we have stage 1, which is the atrium, and these level names are pulled directly from the manual. Uh, stage 1 is the atrium. You are greeted immediately with a water fountain, shooting water to the to the right of you. Uh, nothing major, the water is pretty slow. A quick hop to avoid the water, and you're good to go. Uh, It's a very simple hold right and jump over pits, platforming stage. Uh, Through the stage, you're going to start collecting gems, and you'll see, like, one gem is one gem but a bag or, like, a little sack that looks like a marble sack is ten gems. Uh, As you get these gems, you're going to have some things in your way, like there is a water droplet with, with eyes and arms that if you hit twice... Two or three times with a gem, it'll just disappear. If you hit it once, you stun it. Um, but if you touch it, you get you get hit. And we'll talk about that in a second. Um, as you're walking through, you're going to have these boxes that look like gifts. They have little bows and stuff on them. You can jump on them and do whatever you want, but if you hit them with your gem, they'll start to reorientate or rearrange themselves. And if you hit them multiple times, they kind of do whatever you want them to do. And you rearrange them to get to your power-ups. Uh, which, in a casual playthrough, is great. But in a speedrun, you're, you're never, ever going to do it except for one stage. However, the most scary enemy in this game is the water droplets. Uh, or at least in this stage, is the water droplets. Uh, if you fall into the fountain or fall into a pool... You will die. Water is lava in this game. Uh, Remember that for the next stage. Uh, If you do get struck, uh, Barbie is stunned for a few seconds before she can move again. When you get hit, you get to... And then you have to wait there for like a second, and then Barbie can move again. Uh, There's no iframes. There's no none of that at all. So... Once you get to the end of the stage, you will notice something really interesting. At the end of the stage, is literally, literally the start of the stage. You can even see the starting water fountain on the right side of the screen. It is the start and the end. It is crazy. <laughs> um, once you complete the stage, uh, you'll get a little cutscene that says that that where Barbie will say, "Gee." What a beautiful, what what beautiful shoes. And then you are going into your matching game where you get seven turns to try and complete it. If you don't complete it, you continue where you left off after the next stage. Stage two is Mermaid World. Uh, you're now in a magical aquarium. Uh, remember having legs? Well, they're gone. Uh, you are now a fish. <laughs> um, this is the most Basic stage you will ever encounter, even for Barbie standards. Uh, As you swim right, remember to tap A to swim, uh, you'll be greeted by who I call Scuba Steve, but they're actually named Frogman Phil and Frogman Mark. That one has stunned the crap out of Barbie. Um, As you progress through Frogman Phil and Mark, you'll notice that there's a bunch of sunken ships throughout the stage. And in parts of the stage, the wood planks are continually falling. Now, if you're not a quick, if you're not a quick A tapper, you're probably gonna get hit by a by a plank of wood. And after five hits, you died. You got to start the stage over again. There are no checkpoints. Um, while you're moving, while you're moving right through there, you're also going to encounter sharks. The Sharks, you would think, would be a little bit of a danger, right? They might chase Barbie. No. They literally just go left and right on their horizontal plane. As long as you stay out of their way, they'll never touch you. They're not dangerous at all. This this, uh, stage does offer a secret room, though. So when you first start traversing right, you're going to see a set of boxes that look very out of place. That have a Barbie coin or a big circle with a B in it. And if you hit those with your with your tokens, you can rearrange the boxes to open up and get the, get, the, get the coin. Now, there's going to be a second set of boxes where you can open up that doesn't have anything in them at all. However, if you go through the top and in between those boxes, you then go into a secret room that gives you three B blocks. Two of them give you a flower, and one of them gives you an extra life. So I've mentioned a few of these things before, like gems and coins and flowers. I haven't mentioned stars yet, but we'll mention them just now. So gems are your ways to make new platforms and to stun enemies. It's your, it's your attack. Stars, for every 100 stars that you collect, you, you gain an extra life. Uh, you get stars by killing enemies, hitting B-blocks, finding secrets, etc. Uh, Coins are the big circles with the B. When you use them, you throw them in front of Barbie. At high speed, I basically call it her spirit bomb. And it one-shots any enemy in her path uh, that would generate a star. And then flowers. uh, Flowers are just there for points. You get a 1,000 points per flower. Points don't give you anything at all. They don't even give you 1-ups. So... Now that we've progressed through and got to the end of the stage, we now go into stage three, which is the soda shop. So Barbie has now magically grown her legs back, but she has been shrunk by Rick Moranis' ray gun from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And now you must work your way through, uh, well... They, they call it the soda shop, but the first thing you're going to encounter are coffee cups with uh, bouncing sugar cubes. <laughs> um, so as you keep going right and avoid the sugar cubes, you're going to see a character named Barney Bubble. Uh, it is a circular individual that is on the top of the screen and it goes left to right in a wave format and he looks like he is trapped in a bubble and is screaming for help but it is actually an enemy it is a terrifying uh, And then you will also encounter uh milton milton malted um and as you encounter milton malted or master shake is what i call him ma- uh, he will sit there and bounce a little bit up and down which doesn't seem too threatful until he starts shooting straws at you. Uh, and mind you, Barbie's hitbox is huge because Barbie's hair is gigantic in half of her body. Uh, the only part that Barbie is safe is her ankles and below. If you get If you get touched in your ankles or your feet, nothing happens to Barbie at all. But if you get shot anywhere else, including the top of the hair, you will take damage. As you get past Master Shake and you keep going right, uh, you now encounter the Soda Machine, or the Sea of Soda. Um, So To avoid getting a sugar high, you must jump from platform to platform uh, and avoid the waterfall of soda that is being dispensed, but also your floating platforms are glass Coke bottles. I don't know how they are floating because they are empty and open Coke bottles. So that means they should be filling up and sinking, but yet they're floating. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what you got to do in this game. Sometimes you got to open up your imagination and just understand that Barbie doesn't care about physics at all. She needs to get, she needs to get the necklace and the gown still. She can't let Coke bottles hold her back. So, as you keep going right, and uh, and you go across the sea of soda, uh, jumping from Coke bottle to Coke bottle, avoiding Barney Bubble and and Master Shake, uh, you'll get to the end of stage, which there is another coffee cup with a bouncing sugar cube that you have to avoid, and then you are presented with another matching game. Now we go into stage four, and Barbie has grown... But she lost her legs again. This must, be the, this must be the transition period from going to human to little person and then little person back to big, big person. So, uh, Barbie returns to the fish world, but this time on a much grander expedition. This time, instead of holding right and bashing a, you will actually need to maneuver up and down through various coral. Avoiding the scuba steves that can now chase you. So if you get too close to them, they will chase you and move left. However, they do not move right though. So if you're on the right of a scuba steve, you're safe. But if you're on the left of a scuba steve, you're, you're, you're screwed. Because they are actually kind of quick. Uh, as you progress through the stage, you want to go kind of up and down. Kind of want to make like a U shape, like a horseshoe. When you go down, avoid a shark and you go into this broken wall in the background. Now you're presented with your first boss fight of the game. And yeah, there are boss fights, and this was terribly deadly. The Sinister Jellyfish has King and Queen Crab locked away in the Royal Vault under the throne room. So you have two ways to free the crabs from from the, from the, the Royal Vault. You can either A, throw your gems at the big lock, and when you first enter the screen, there is a big arrow That blinks and points towards the lock. So you can. You can either throw a bunch of gems at this lock. While the jellyfish is like chasing you. And mind you the jellyfish is slow. Like it moves at like two pixels. Per per move. Like it's super super slow. So you can throw a bunch of gems at the lock. And try and break the lock. Or. If you're feeling real feisty. You can just kill the jellyfish. You get the same result either way. So, once you've either broke the lock or killed the jellyfish, uh you'll get a screen, or well you gotta watch the crabs go back to their third their their thrones. But then you'll get a scene of Barbie holding a necklace that says, gee, what a beautiful necklace. And then you get another matching game, and then we go into stage five, which is Toy City. Now, Toy City is a pretty short stage. Um, this stage is kind of like an auto-scroller, like the first half of it is auto-scroller. Uh, you're going to jump to the platform to the right of you, and you are just going to ride this platform until it starts to go down into the pit. Uh, as you're riding the platform, you need to watch out for the Kite of Doom, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine Airplane, uh, or a Helicopter. And uh, just make a fairly long jump at the end of it, but it's not too dangerous at all. But when you do make the jump, there's another Kite of Doom just waiting for Barbie right there to attack her. Uh, As you get past all the kites and the balls and everything else, you get to the end of the stage where you can guess they can call it boss number two, uh, which is a ball pit with a door hanging open. So what you got to do is use your gems and you can either bounce them off the ground into the door, or if you're feeling real bold with Barbie, you can get right up against that door and mash your shoot button and mash the gems right into the door to close the ball pit. Once you close the ball pit, you move on to the matching game because that is the end of Stage 5, and then you move into Stage 6, which is Music Mania. This stage is even shorter than Toy City, uh, but what makes this stage quote-unquote long are the conveyor belts and falling platforms. Uh, well, I say conveyor belts and falling platforms. I should be calling them spinning records and CDs. Um, so this, And this is also a different type of stage. This is now a vertical stage. So Barbie must climb up the stage by jumping on vinyls and CDs to get to the very tippy top. Uh, One false move, Barbie falls pretty much all the way back down to the beginning of the stage. It has to traverse over again. Uh, Pretty miserable, honestly. Uh, This is where a lot of the corner clipping comes into play because the the collision boxes on the platforms are pretty terrible uh, as you can jump through them and jump kind of, sort of, on them. But as you climb the climb the billboards, as we'll call it, Uh, you come across the third boss fight and, well, the final boss fight. Uh, And it's the Jukebox of Mayhem. There are three quarters that are spinning, one on the left, middle, and right. And as you enter it, the the coins are kind of slow spinning. They're kind of starting to, like, teeter a little bit or sometimes they'll just be flat. What you need to do is you need to jump on these coins until they've gained max spin speed. And you can visibly see the coin spinning and getting faster and faster. Uh, so Barbie has to jump on this coin a few times to get this these coins spinning at max speed. And once Barbie has all three quarters spinning at max speed, we send that jukebox back into orbit. Get that cursed jukebox out of here. Once you've defeated the jukebox of Mayhem, you now go back into a matching game. Um... And we go into stage seven, which is the fashion boutique. Uh, this is the final stage of the game, and this is the "where the hell do I go" stage. Um, this isn't a simple hold right or climb vertical stage. Uh, the stage the stage pulls a trick, and you have to enter through like these doors or these mirrors to traverse through the stage. Uh, if you choose the wrong mirror, you kind of go back to a different screen or go through a different route. But after a while, like even if you keep going through the wrong doors, you eventually just end up at the end magically, and there on the door it says exit. Like you don't have to even guess. Like is this the exit? It literally just says exit. So uh, once you once you find the exit door, you exit, and depending if you completed the previous matching games. You don't have to do a matching game after stage 7, but if you haven't completed the matching games yet, then you have to do a matching game even though it's the final stage. You got to get those points. You still got to do a matching game after stage 7. And then once you've escaped the fashion boutique, completed the matching game if you have that left, Barbie will get a you'll get a screen with Barbie saying, "Gee, what a beautiful gown." And then, alas, you have beaten Barbie Game Girl. And Barbie spends a moonlit night with Ken dancing the night away. Whew. Barbie Game Girl. Greatest game known to man. Uh, Barbie Game Girl. So, we can talk about the box art a little bit. Because there is box art, obviously. So, the box art of the game is pretty Pretty basic. Um, Very, very bright pink background. Uh, It says Barbie in the traditional Barbie font. Uh, Game Girl in the traditional Barbie font as well, too. Uh, Barbie is white with a darkish blue outline. Game Girl is in the dark blue color. Um, And then it just has a picture of the plastic Barbie doll. Uh, front and center at the bottom of it. Uh, However, Barbie Game Girl does have a deal where you can get a special Barbie belt bag offer inside. Just know that. That's very important. Um, But yeah, there's nothing too else about the box that's special. It's just a pink box that says Barbie, and it has a picture of Barbie on it. Uh, The artwork in itself, the sprite work rather, in itself... Um, isn't bad, honestly, like, Barbie's actually a pretty good size, uh, sprite. Her hair is big. Her hair is bigger than her body, uh, which is a little concerning at times. But, uh, for the most part, like, the sprite work in the game is actually well done, and you can very much figure out what things are. You may not know what the names of them are, you may just make up your own names like I do, but you can tell what most things are. You can tell when things are bad and when things are good. Uh you can even tell when things are what they call the bogus obstacle that Barbie has to hit to make a new platform uh just because they stand out and they kind of look out of place so overall, the design team, when it comes to the artwork, did a very nice job with the game itself um pragmatically, I only know of one really big glitch. I'm not even gonna talk about most glitch because it's we no one can re- no one can recreate it. But there's, there, as far as I know, there's one really big glitch that I have found uh, in the game when I was looking, f- when I was speedrunning it, and that is in the soda shop at the very end. You can walk down this, this uh, sloped, this sloped uh, piece of platform, and actually go out of bounds with Barbie, and you can overflow the game to the point where it hard crashes and restarts the game. That's honestly one of the bigger glitches that I can find. Like there are little like caveats throughout the game, like I said, like the corner clipping or whatnot. And that's more so had to deal with like just platform collision in general. Um Overall though, like it's a Barbie game, so like people are probably gonna be like, Oh, this is a Barbie game. They just kinda like, poop on it a little bit. But for a very basic platformer that was ver very catered to a young Young audience, and probably more so cater to a young female audience. This game is actually not bad, it's pretty good. Like I said, it's a little slow paced, the music is a little eh at times, but uh, for what it is, it gets the job done, it gets the basic fundamentals of a platformer out of the way. Graphically, the sprite work isn't awful. I would have maybe spent a little bit more time on Barbie. But Barbie in itself looks fine, even even the cutscenes look good because those are non-animated. So they did a nice job depicting Barbie, uh, throughout her various uh, uh, scenes or around her various shopping uh, adventure, and even the final cutscene where she is seen walking to Ken, and then dancing across the the, the dance floor. The animation is very smooth and looks very well done. And Barbie's hair isn't gigantic like they did a nice job proportioning Ken and Barbie. Uh I will say there is some performance issues with the game, however. Um with the with the uh overuse of map tiling because the mat the, the backgrounds are fairly well detailed in the game. Like I said like the sunken ships look f- very well. Uh, in the soda shop, the backgrounds have the '57 Chevy uh, that Barbie typically would drive in uh, as wallpaper in the background. Like they did a very nice job detailing each and every stage, but that's where the that's why the the performance is hindered so much because there's so much happening and there's so much that the Game Boy has to load that will cause slowdown in the game and actually does cause cause flickering uh, in certain parts of the game as well. Um, But like I said, overall, for a 1992 Barbie Game Boy game, this isn't, is not a bad game. Uh, In my opinion, I think it's actually better than the NES Barbie. So, if I were to say, if you're going to play an older Barbie game, dodge the DOS in the NES version and go play the Game Boy game. Uh, There are better Barbie games out there, but they came out much, much later um, than 1992. Um, so reception of this game, this game <laughs> this game was not well received, as you can probably imagine. Um, it uh, it got a 3.3 out of 5 star review from Nintendo Power. Uh, it did praise the easy gameplay, uh, and they do call it the perfect game for Barbie fans, which I, I honestly really do agree with. Uh, A German video game reviewer uh, gave the game a 3 out of 12. Uh, All Games gave the game a 2.5 out of 5. And Power Unlimited gave it a 65% in their review. Uh, I would give the game pretty much a a neutral review. I'd give it like a, a 6 out of 10. Maybe a 7. Nah, no, not a 7. A 6 out of 10. Like I said, it's not a terrible game, but it's not a game you want to brag about. Uh, So, yeah, with that, uh, I'm going to take a short break. And when I come back, I will give you some of my history about this game. We'll do a quick little speedrun section because this leaderboard is a little populated. And, uh, well, obviously, we have some marathons coming up, so we'll talk about those. So stay tuned. And welcome back everybody. So some history about the game for me. Um I I have some I have interesting history uh, with this game, I guess. Um so I knew I I I used to play Barbie quite a bit on NES. Just cuz like the game was kind of funny. And I uh I played it a lot mostly before the meme, because I used to speedrun Barbie for NES as well. And then I remember watching uh Jeff Sledge and John Carls play Barbie Game Girl. And I was I watched them and remember like John Carls had a uh, Game Boy Quest happening and I watched John play it for Game Boy Quest, I watched John speedrun it, and I was like, huh. I'm like this is like just a shorter version of the NES game. Like, it's an easier version of it, it looks like. So, I uh, I played through it casually for Game Boy Adventure. It was, like, I don't remember what, like, Game 20-something, I think. I don't remember anymore. Uh, it was very early on in Game Boy Adventure. And I played through it, and I was just like, Oh, this game's kind of cool. It's fun, it's short. Like, it took me, like, casually, it took me, like, 13 or 14 minutes to beat. And I was like, alright, sure. And then I started speedrunning it. And I eventually... Before the before the leaderboard took off, I I got third place in Barbie Game Girl, and I was like, oh sweet, you know, pretty cool game. I got like a, I have like a nine minute thirty seven second time. Um, but now, the world record is held by Eight Bits of Joy, at eight minutes and fifty six seconds uh, from one year ago. And this leaderboard has twenty nine runners associated with it, so it does have a little bit of a little bit of a following for it, which is a uh, pretty pretty comical. Outside of speed running and Game Boy Adventure, I didn't like. I didn't even like. I I would I assumed there was a Barbie game for Game Boy, uh, but I never looked it up. I, I'm not I'm not a a Barbie connoisseur by any means. I I don't follow Barbie games all that care all that carefully. At least I didn't. Now I kind of do. Like Barbie Magic Pegasus and the Game Boy Advance is pretty damn good. Uh, Barbie Supermodel and Super Nintendo. Pretty damn good. Uh, Barbie on NES is nightmare fuel, so it's pretty damn good. Um, so I do follow a decent amount of Barbie st- Barbie games, not the dolls or anything like that, but the games I do follow quite a bit. Uh, be- mostly because they're they're just they're comedy. Uh, they're they're so funny, and they're just they're so basic. Like there's just a, such a purest form of a video game. I don't know. There's just something about them that just has a draw to them. Um it's kinda like the Dora games. Like the Dora games are are very basic, but there's a draw to the Dora the adventure games. Um Or Dora the Explorer, whatever her name is. But that's, that's pretty much my history the in the speedrun section. We tied it all in together in one one go. Because that's how we roll. <laughs> Alright. Marathon stuff. Uh we got so we got some marathons coming up. Let me tell you what. We got some marathons coming up. So, we'll start with RGL, uh, our friends at Retro Gaming Live TV. We have the Tiny Ten Remix number 4 coming at you June 12th. Uh, the list for this game is pretty damn legit, I may add as well. Uh, this game includes... Crayon Shin Shan 2, Aura to Wanpaku, Goku Dazo, which is the first game on the list, or just Crayon Shin Shan 2. Blood Across Maniacs, Clear All A Courses, Solo Mode. Quirk, Heading Out, 99 RMS. The Jetsons, Robot Panic. R Type 2, Easy Mode. Bonk's Adventure. Roland's Curse. Maru's Mission, either the US or European version. Mega Man 3. Oof. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three Radical Rescue, very very hyped up list. Um, looking looking forward to commentating and watching uh, that that race. Very very excited about it. Uh, they also have since this is I guess technically Game Boy the Game Boy Advance Sprint Race happening June nineteenth. Uh, the list of games for this is... Once it wants to load, I'll I'll let y'all know. There we go. Kuru Kuru Kurin, Ninja Five-O, Mario Kart Super Circuit, All Nitro Cup, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, Mega Man Zero Three. And remember, there's only five, because Game Boy Advance games... Are longer than normal Game Boy games. And remember, longer doesn't necessarily mean better. <laughs> um, and to keep going, because I'm a big fan of the Turbo Graphics, they have Turbo Fest happening on J- July 16th. Um, that's all I can tell you about Turbo Fest. Uh, I don't know what else uh, is going on with Turbo Fest right now, but that is a thing. And then we have my friends over at Power Up with Pride. They just released their schedule for their Power Up with Pride Spring and Summer Edition. Um, boom, 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 boom. Wait for this to low, oh, 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 boom, boom, boom! All right, which starts on Friday, June fourth at 11 a.m. Central Time, and it's starting out with Don Diddy, not Donkey, Diddy Kong racing. Uh, this is a weekend marathon going from Friday, June fourth, all the way through Sunday, June sixth. Uh, Game Boy games to look out for during this marathon uh, is going to be Pokemon Red. Powerpuff Girls, Him and Seek, Mega Man Extreme 1, or Mega Man Extreme 2, this is a bid war, and yeah, there you go, so you got some Game Boy games to look out for, and like I said, since I'm a fan of TurboGrafx-16, uh, New Utopia, Castlevania Rondo of Blood, and Legend of Hirotanba are also going to be uh, showcased during this uh this marathon another big thing too is latmackie uh who was a special guest of this uh podcast when we talked about bonks uh bonks adventure and bonks revenge sometime back latmackie is going to be running castlevania rondo of blood maria only and will be racing it looks like legend of hero uh, tanma uh any percent race so Give him some love give him some shout outs and go make sure to go follow him uh, super amazing inv- individual uh, very nice guy and very good speedrunner so uh, yeah anyway then we obviously, obviously we have summer games done quick uh, summer games done quick has just released uh, their uh, schedule as well too uh, however however I Am not super impressed <laughs> with uh, with the with the showing for Game Boy. This SGDQ um, on Friday, July 9th, Mega Man Two for the Game Boy uh, will be will be ran. Uh, all the luck possible to KLM and uh, uh, Kaiser Christner, uh who will be running any percent Mega Man Two. Um, Game Boy Color we'll go through, I guess. Uh, We have The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages. Uh, Game Boy Advance, we have Kirby, The Nightmare in Dreamland, ran by Mr. Shasta and Rox. And then we have Need for Speed, Porsche Unleashed, uh, ran by Cosmic the Dolphin. Uh, And If you don't know who Cosmic is, Cosmic is a um, Mr. uh, Mr. Robotic uh, Mean mean Bean Machine and Kirby Avalanche Runner as well too. Uh, Very, very nice individual. I met him at my very first uh, SGDQ. Super, super cool guy. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the rep we're getting at SGDQ, which (laughs) kind of sucks. But uh, if you want to watch SGDQ, uh, it's happening July 4th through July 11th. It's when it's going to be online due to COVID-19 again. Uh, and yeah, go watch them. Like I said, there's a bunch of cool runners. Even if you're not interested in the game, runners and commentary can honestly make make the game, even if you're not interested in it. It can be a comedy show. Um, go support the runners. Go support the cause. It's for a good cause, Doctors Without Borders. Uh, but yeah, don't expect some Game Boy. That's all I'm, all I'm saying about them. And then, yeah, that's really all I know about for upcoming, upcoming, uh, marathons that are, and that are going to be active in a way. Can't think of anyone else. But yeah, if you want to follow marathons, honestly, the best thing you can do is go follow people on Twitter. Uh... Twitter is like the number one place to find out what's happening in the speed running world. You can kind of figure out like what marathons are happening. Uh, who's making like a charity thing. Cause some people just do one off things. Uh, there's just a lot that is going on. And especially now, since we're in the summer, uh, we're ramping up marathon season quite a bit now. And especially still things were still being online based because of COVID. Uh, marathons are even more popular than ever now. Uh, And getting much, much better ran, much more advanced, etc. So, with all of that said, I'm going to give legs a break here. We're going to try and keep it to an hour. Thank you all for listening to this episode of This is Game Boy Light. I hope you all enjoyed me spreading words about Barbie Game Girl. And I hope, uh, if you haven't played it, I honestly recommend just trying it out. It's a very quick game, casually, and it's kind of fun. Um, it ain't, it ain't hard. Kind of worth a playthrough, just to, just to see it. Just to say you played a Barbie game on Game Boy. Uh, really hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all get, get a chance to play it. And with that, you can find me, E-Blooded Candy, on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, uh, there's probably other social media places that I don't remember. Maybe MySpace. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what what I have anymore. Uh, you can find my co-host and partner in crime Mulla at Mulla M O E L L E U H on Twitch, uh, Twitter and YouTube. I believe it's all U H. I think. If not, he'll yell at me and I'll just laugh. And then, obviously, our wonderful, amazing producer, Sprinty Legs. You can find Sprinty Legs on Twitch and Twitter and Legs on YouTube. And go check out her project site where the Game Boy Manual database is also being stored at sprintinglegs.com. And then we also have, well, we'll go into this. We'll have the, we have the Patreon, which if you. If we get us up to twenty bucks a month, Mo and I will start doing our big episodes live, streaming them on the Twitch. Y'all get to see our pretty faces and our really dumb jokes in between breaks. Um If you are a patron, you uh, you should get a special role into Discord that allows you to get some behind the scenes content, uh some you get access to our notes. Uh, And you get access to bloopers, and you get access to much more stuff coming down the pipeline that Mo Legs and I are currently in the talks of. Uh, If you're not into subscription-based things such as Patreon, but you still want to support the podcast monetarily, we do have a PayPal. Uh, Unfortunately, we can't tie Discord and PayPal together. So if you do support us via PayPal, please, please, please let one of us know. Um, because we want to reward you uh, for supporting us. We want to thank you in some way. Uh, And obviously, don't feel obligated to support us monetarily. Leaving reviews and just listening to the podcast is more than enough for us. You listening to the podcast and getting those listen listen numbers up, 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 Puts us higher up, up, up on the podcast charts where people can find us easier. And obviously just leaving a five-star review because you like listening to my voice will also rank us up a lot higher as well too and get, get get more ears listening to the podcast. So we do always appreciate the listeners, those that leave reviews, and those that even just talk about us word of mouth throughout various different communities. Heart you all. Heart, you all. I would make I would make a heart shape with my hands, but you wouldn't be able to see it. So I'm not going to do that. Um, and uh, we all we will have merch out kind of soon. Mo and I need to talk about it, figure out how to set it up, but it will be out fairly soon. It will be starting with a limited edition merch as well too so for all the og listeners out there uh you'll have a you have a couple months to get what we call the limited edition shirt or basically the the origin the, the og listener shirt um it's it's super super cute uh, i think i want to try and get coffee cups too because i drink a lot of coffee and i wouldn't mind a podcast coffee cup so uh we do have that coming down the pipeline and you can find all of this information on thisisgameboy.com, and a short little biography of the three of us, the three the three man crew, the three man band, and you can listen to the latest episode that is on SoundCloud from thisisgameboy.com as well. So without further ado, I'm signing off. I am eBlood Candy. Thank you all again for listening to me blabber about barbie game girl the next time you would hear from me will be mo and i talking about i forgot what it's called but it's kind of a cute little platform puzzle game from japan bye-bye Barbie girl in a Barbie world made of plastic. It's fantastic. Come on, Barbie. Let's go, Barbie. Mm, 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 mm. Ooh, 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 All right.